Nation. It may sound... Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so Routine Tom Deanhart, goldandblack.com, to talk about your Boilermaker football team. Let me just get these pile of tickets that I got over here. Well, we'll do those ones tomorrow. How about today? Thursday, Holloway Gymnasium, sold out, UCF, Purdue. You want to be there? I know you want to be there. You know the drill. Text BOILERUP to 765 Four four seven four zero eight zero. That's the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline number. Text Boiler Up seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero, and you're registered. We'll draw out the winner at the end of the show. You know how I do it, making it easy for you. You want to go to volleyball this Thursday night? It's sold out. Eight p.m. Taking on UCF. You know those jerks that are always claiming they're the space program. The moon is theirs. Back off, buddy. I don't think so. Purdue, UCF, Dave Shondell hitting the gritty in the locker room. You got this. You want to go? Text Boiler Up 765-447-4080. I mean, you might as well go watch Chloe Shacoin win another like Big Ten Freshman of the Week or Player of the Week award, right? It'll be fun. Text Boiler Up 765-447-4080. I will get you your shot to win those tickets. Right now, let's get started with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, the Cubs get two runs in the top of the ninth. Thank you, Yan Gomes. And that completes the comeback. Two RBI single secures the win. Jordan Wicks with a start. Six innings, three hits, one run, two strikeouts. Dansby Swanson, two for four, extended his multi-hit game streak to three games. He's 7 for 13 over that span. Christopher Morrell, he went yard. His 22nd of the season. Cubs are going to play game two tonight. Javier Assad facing Chris Lexen. Ooh, that's a good spot for the Cubs. Assad's been solid. I mean, he didn't lose a start all month last month. Lexen, on the other hand, mm, not great, bro. 17 homers in the last 13 starts. It's over two and a half homers per nine innings. And in Colorado, yeah, that's going to go well. Lefties are hitting 308 off of him. Righties even better. 332. The wind blowing out a bit to left field. <laughs> oh, boy. And with four Cubs in the lineup who are a lifetime 500 or better against him, yeah, I like Chicago tonight. Look for those big right-handed bats to go yard this evening. As for the playoff race, here's how it's looking. In the battle for the Central, Brewers destroyed Miami 12-0. 
So no ground up made there. Still three games. Three wild card spots. Well, the Diamondbacks won. The Phillies split their doubleheader with the Braves. So that means Chicago, three games back for the central lead. They are a game and a half behind Philadelphia for that top wild card spot. They are two games up on the Diamondbacks on the last spot. And then the Marlins and the Giants are sitting three and a half back from the final wild card spot. Or from, I'm sorry, from the Cubs, I should say. And then uh, the Reds, four games back. It ain't over, but we're coming down the home stretch. Sox rained out. They're going to try it again tonight. Singer and Cease on the mound. Well, if you watched uh, Thursday, or Monday Night Football last night, it was confirmed. Aaron Rodgers with an MRI done for the year. Complete tear of his AC, uh, not his ACL, his Achilles. If you watch the slow-mo, you can see the cab muscle kind of like, like you saw it. Ugh. Jets went on to win that one in OT last night. Colts also dealing with those injuries, especially with running back Evan Hall. It's going to miss some time, so uh, they went out and got Tyler Goodson. He may sound familiar to you. He's going to join the practice squad. Um, he went undrafted out of Iowa last year. Spent some time on the Packers active roster. Didn't get any game time. Colts can really use Jonathan Taylor soon. Indiana University has withdrawn from a scheduled 2024 road game in its three-year football series with Louisville. They play that second game in the series this weekend. I'm sorry, the first game, right? So Saturday's game against the Cardinals at Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be the only time that they're going to play in this original series. Cancellation affecting next season will come with a $1 million penalty, reportedly, according to Zach Osterman of the Indy Star. It falls within a two-year window requiring the canceling party to pay for the inconvenience. And instead, they will schedule an FCS team. Way to go, IU football. There you go. Today's Need to Know News for this uh, Tuesday, September the 12th. All right. uh, Look, tonight, baseball... I I mean, how are you not looking uh, at Cubs tonight with a tremendous, tremendous upside, I feel like, uh, against Chris Flexen? You want to look for those right-handed bats, I would think. What do we say? He's going to like 328 to righties. Dansby Swanson looks great here. Seiya Suzuki looks great here. Candelario. All three of those guys have got uh, good numbers against them. Hap's probably pretty good. Maybe you don't get Homer happy. Maybe you get uh, two base happy with uh, those three guys tonight, but I I wouldn't hate that. If you're done with baseball, kind of like I am for the most part. There's still some other spots here that you need to start thinking about. Thursday Night Football is right around the corner. But I dug up a trend here for your bets that I feel like you need to know about with NFL teams. 62 instances over the last, I believe, 10 years 
of teams losing by double digits in week one. Those teams are 39-22-1 against the spread in week two, regardless of the spread. They also win 51.6% of the time. They were 5-1 last season against the spread, 6-0 straight up. So we're looking for teams who lost by double digits week one, and we want to pounce on them in week two. Colts Texans Texans is a little bit of a uh, is a problem because they both lost. I don't know. Do you bet for the tie there? I guess. <laughs> what do you do? It's one and a half Texans favorite right now. But other teams you like here: the Panthers are plus three at home versus the Saints. The Bengals are three and a half favorites at home over the Ravens. Steelers are one and a half home dogs against the Browns on Monday night football. Seahawks plus five and a half at the Lions. I don't know if I like that one. Bears plus three at the Bucks. Eh. Giants minus four and a half against the Cardinals. Cardinals showed a little more fight than I think people realized. But I like that one, too. Giants Giants are going to have a big come-to-Jesus meeting this week. And that's usually what it is, right? You get embarrassed. It refocuses you for week two. Panthers, Bengals, Panthers, Bengals, Steelers all feel like good spots for that. Giants of four and a half. But boy, they can't play much worse than they did. But that's the trend right there. 6-0 last season. Straight up. Teams that lost by double digits week one in week two. 39-22-1 in the last 62 instances with that against the spread. So that's the trend I dug up for today. Do with it as you will. If you're in on the baseball, I told you, righties tonight with the win. Not that, you know, Cody Bellinger can't go yard the other way. Just just throwing those out there for you tonight. Should be very friendly for the uh, Chicago Cubs. I, you know what? I didn't even bother to look at what the home run odds on DraftKings were for any of those guys. Because I'm sure a few of them very much have some great odds for you. Because that game overall, I mean, it's it's going to be so slanted. Is this not even on the board right now? There it is. Cubs are only minus 185 tonight. I find that a little hard to believe. But, you know, you go for home runs. Dansby Swanson's 4-1. Ian Habs at plus 425. Say is at plus 500. Even if you went over their total bases. You know, Say has been uh, 
a hits machine at minus 125. Big outfield out there in Colorado. Candelario over one and a half plus 115. Dansby's minus 125 to go for two bases. You know I like hits, runs, and RBIs too. Say is even money for two and a half. Ooh. I don't like it that much. Not two and a half, that's for sure. So best of luck to you. There's one trend. There's a game to target tonight. Yeah, I like the Cubs tonight. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, our good buddy Tom Deanhart will join us next. Goldenblack.com. Stick around for him. He's coming up on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer. One- Back on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. We go over to the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. We bring in our guy, Tom Deanhart, GoldenBlack.com. Nobody does it better covering the Boilermakers than this guy right here. And uh, that's why we uh, have him on. Tom, great afternoon to you, buddy. Um, boy, a lot of stuff to get started with here with Tom's uh, Boilermaker football. Let's start with the win out there in Blacksburg. Uh, you know, they get off to that start, and then, what, five, six hours in the locker room. Uh, that is, I, I don't know how you keep focused. I, I, it's a young staff. They've never, a lot of veteran coaches haven't been through something like that. Um, but they, they obviously figured it out because they came out there and they got the W at the end of this. Uh, talk a little bit about that Saturday in Blacksburg and what that was like for you covering it. Yeah, just crazy. I never really experienced anything like that in my career. I think some people said it was the longest weather delay in college football history, and I'm not going to argue with them on that. <laughs> About five hours and 27 minutes, I think. You know, uh, good thing the game started at noon. I mean, gave plenty, at least today, to uh, in the evening to, to get that thing in within a reasonable hour for everybody. So, yeah, you know, just a crazy, uh, crazy circumstance. And, you know, the thing is, you just hate to lose a game like that. And, for Purdue's sake, at least they they they, they with, with, withstood all that adversity, all that long delay, and they were able to come home on a happy flight. Because it certainly would have been so miserable to have sat through all that and then lost. So uh, it's a real confidence boost, and it's got to be for this program moving forward here, Jared. Yeah, I saw that uh, quote from uh, Ryan Walters that said they checked with the pilots. They said they just had to leave by 4 a.m. I'm sure when you yeah, heard that, yeah. you gave him a little bit of a look like, I swear, if you were to do that, you have no idea what I'd write. <laughs> yeah, just crazy. So, yeah, I think they were able to get it in, <laughs> which is good. And <laughs> they come home one and one, and good chance to go two and one, I think, with Syracuse here. I know Syracuse is 2-0, and but they've beaten Colgate and in Western Michigan, so not, not a real juggernaut schedule. Uh, and again, uh, well, Purdue's got to feel just good about itself, uh, getting that win, coming off a disappointing home opener, losing 39-35 to to Fresno State, uh, to level your record at 1-1. and And, and Jerry, you look at the rest of September, uh, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Illinois, all at home. Given the fact the batters just you know, lost to Washington State, Illinois has not looked good this year either. Here comes Syracuse. I mean, you know, maybe 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 Purdue has a chance to go four one. So, uh, just a very interesting September, and uh, the Boilermakers need all the mojo they can get going into those last two months for sure. Well, you know, things that help the mojo are getting pieces back. Um, first, let, let's talk about Garrett Miller. Uh, saw him out there for that first half. Really wasn't calling his name, and to be honest with you, I'm trying to recall if he was out there after the break. Uh, at Blacksburg, but getting him back is a boost. And then 
Of course, Gus Hartwig just showed up on the two deep. I know um, Coach Walters has tempered those expectations about whether or not he would play, but just the fact that we're probably a month ahead of schedule when we thought we were going to get him, and now he's showing up on there, uh, that's that's great news for this offensive line. I'll be surprised if he plays. Um, Ryan Walters seemed surprised when I brought it up. Like He wasn't even aware that he was on the depth chart, so I'm not sure, but uh, I think he's, he's probably more of a guy we're going to see in October. I think Josh Kaltenberger's he can hold the spot for for the rest of this month as need be. They they, they, they got to get Gus healthy, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we'll see Gus on Saturday. But I'm leaning toward thinking he's not going to be out there. Um, he talked about Garrett Miller. He played right away, caught a pass too. Uh, I'm not sure too, like you said, if he played after the delay. But they didn't really need him with the way Matt Claire was when he was playing at tight end. So. Uh, they're going to slowly, obviously, continue to work Garrett Miller into the into the system here, and we all know the talent he has, and be another nice weapon for for Hudson Card to throw to here. Uh, Tom, uh, you know my main concern continues to be that secondary. You know, obviously, Dylan Thieneman's been fantastic. You know, Cam mm-hmm. got himself a pick as well, but you know the, the corners have been a little bit dicey through those first two games. Um, you know, they got a little lucky here in terms of Virginia Tech losing a couple of their top targets there uh, in that uh, in that game against uh, Tech. Uh, they were still able to slow them down just enough. The rush defense is great, but I, I still have concerns about the secondary. Uh, what do you think when you've seen them? Yeah, they, they, they're struggling back there. The, the defense's M.O. is to try to make you a pass to win, and um, <clears throat> teams haven't been able to run on them. Uh, but they have been able to throw the ball. But, again, that, that's what Purdue wants opponents to have to try to do. And, um, you know, they're, they're, thin, they're thin at quarterbacks. I mean, there's no if, Andrew buts about it. they got two quality quarterbacks, Marquise Wilson, Marquise Brown. Those guys play a lot of snaps, Jared, and they're both pretty good. You just hope nothing happens to either of those two guys because the backups are shaky. One's a junior college transfer. One's a true freshman. Now, I think there's a chance this week they may get a veteran cornerback onto the field, uh, a transfer from Stanford named Salim Turner Muhammad, who's been out with a hamstring injury all camp into the first two weeks of the year. So they could certainly use his veteran presence out there. Let's see if that happens. He wears jersey number two. In the safety spots, Jerry, you know, Susie Kane, Cam Allen, Dylan Thieneman. We know about Thieneman what he's done. Uh, Kane's been solid, but we, we have to be honest, Cam Allen has really struggled. So uh, I'm, i got to think he's on a little bit of an alert this week. If he doesn't get things buttoned up, there's a chance maybe he could be replacing that lineup. It's going to be interesting to see the type of practice he has this week and if he can hang on to his job or not. Yeah, I thought the, the front end, you know, that front five on defense played much, much better this week. Nick Gordon, uh, you know, was very disruptive yeah. in that and, um, you know, he's the guy that really stood out there. I, I know there's a couple others, but uh, that's going to help that secondary. They, they played much better yeah. this week as opposed to what they went through uh, that first week against uh, Fresno State. And the better they play, the more pressure it takes off those corners. I think it helps that unit drastically. Oh, yeah, that's the best best pass rush, best pass defense, good pass rush, right? And, mm-hmm. and you're right about Nick Scorton. Uh, he's a menace. Kaiden Jenkins, too, number four. Is having a heck of a season so far. He's a special player, a real disruptor. And inside, too, Jared, they're, they're big, and they're hard to move out of there. Uh, Cole, Cole Brevard on the nose, and the two big tackles, Isaiah Nichols, who's better than people think, 
and Malik Langham, the transfer from Vanderbilt. And they can throw a, a big kid from Auburn out there, Jeffrey Emba. Of course, Mo Monade can, can, can play some of those guards as well, and, and Joseph Anderson. So they've got, they've got a, a nice depth on the interior up front, good size, and a lot of, a lot of talent. And athletic ability on the edge of the outside linebacker. So there's no, no, no doubt that that, that that front is the strength of that defense, and they've got to get pressure to take the heat off that secondary. We're talking with Tom Deanhart here on the Blue Fox Heating, Cooling, Hammerhead Hotline from uh, GoldenBlack.com. Your Boilermakers getting set for a, uh, another nighttime atmosphere here uh, in Rossade on Friday night when they take on uh, Syracuse and you know, like you said earlier, and uh, no disrespect to, uh, to to Colgate and Western Michigan, but uh, top tier defenses uh, and you know teams they are not. But you do have to give the Syracuse Orange a little bit of credit. I, Grant Trader's been good, uh, five hundred forty three yeah. yards of passing. I, they do that very very well. Uh, how concerned are you about that Syracuse passing attack versus uh, this Purdue defense Saturday night? Yeah, you know, they, they saw him last year. Garrett Trader was the quarterback last year who engineered that game-winning drive. Uh, started his career at Mississippi State. He's a bigger guy, can move a little bit, but he's a thrower. Uh, didn't have didn't have super great passing percentage last year. Um, but, again, he's a, he's a veteran who's, who's not going to be in all of, of, of the environment on Saturday night. He's got some good receivers, too, Jared. May not have his best receiver available, though, because of injury. Named Oronde Gadsden, who had a big game against Purdue last year, sort of a tight end slot guy, maybe out. He got hurt last week against the Broncos. So, but still, he's got some other quality options. So, yeah, they're, they're going to put some pressure past the football. Uh, Purdue just doesn't want to get gas running it. You know, Jared, you got no chance to win a game if a team's able to run the ball on you at will. Uh, but if you make a team pass the football, we all know there's a lot of chances for mistakes there. There's a chance for, chances for big plays, too. So they just want to be able to sit on teams running the football and pin their ears back and try to make negative plays if they can get opponents in those third and long situations. National television game as well. You want to make a statement. It's a perfect time to do it. Saturday night yeah. against the Orange. Tom, before I let you go, uh, I did want to get your thoughts there. I see Indiana is canceling its contract with Louisville to play the game and Lucas Oil here and then uh, go ahead and take an FCS opponent possibly going forward. They're literally going to pay a million dollars and try to find somebody else then to play uh, Jeff Brom again. Uh, that's uh, uh, It sounds a little bit crazy. What do you think about Indiana's decision to go ahead and do that? It's just disappointing. You know, you're trying to buy a win is what you're trying to do. And, you know, the Big Ten is going to be an 18-team conference, obviously, next year, right? Yep. It's going to be hard to get wins in that conference. It already is hard to get wins in the conference. So I guess I get it. Indiana wants to lighten its plate, not play a Power 5 team in the non-conference because they know they're going to have their, their, their plate filled with quality Big Ten teams. So, but it's still disappointing. If I'm a, the, the, the TV people want good games. I, I, and the Louisville-Indiana game is a natural game, right? They're, they're close. A lot of interest in Southern Indiana and throughout Kentucky, those teams play. And then Indiana's going to drop that game to play, who knows, Missouri State or someone like UConn or Colgate. I mean, who cares? Uh, the fans fans don't like those games. TV doesn't like those games. So I don't know. I'm, I'm to the point, Jared, where I just wish they would get rid of non-conference games, just make everybody play all-conference games. 
Uh, so we, and I, I think someday we're going to get to, we're going to get to that, and television is going to be the the impetus. They're going to, they're going to tell these leagues we want all conference games because there's no interest in watching games uh, when Indiana's playing an FCS opponent. Even with the uh, Indiana State game, I saw the the ratings between Purdue and Indiana in the uh, IU Indiana State game, and despite the fact that the uh, Virginia Tech Purdue game got bumped onto the ACC three live stream feed or whatever that nobody had. Still did better numbers than Indiana and Indiana State, which was, I believe, on the Big Ten Network, wasn't it? I mean, that's I <laughs> that just goes to show you. Nobody cares. I mean, it's just um, it's too bad. But I, I just wish there was more uniformity across the country uh, when it comes to scheduling college football. As we know, as as we had laid before our very eyes. There's no leadership. Everybody's in it for themselves. There's no uh, nobody looking out for the greater good of the sport. Um, you know, there's no commissioner, if you will, guiding agendas. Every man for themselves. Different different scheduling philosophies, among other things. So it's it's too bad, and it's it's it's, it's incongruous from conference to conference. And maybe someday we'll move to more of an NFL style league. Uh, who knows, Jared? Not to get off on a big tangent, but maybe I, I think at some point they should just blow up every conference. And I always say you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The NFL already has a model for you, right? Mm-hmm. You have two conferences, come up with three or four divisions in each conference. I mean, it's that tough to do. And imagine, just like the NFL, <clears throat> instead of every conference trying to cobble out their own TV contract, you're like the NFL, and you can try to sell your rights to Four or five different networks. See, I mean, Tom, it just makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. Tom Dinar anyway, gets it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> believe me, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but it just it just seems like they're 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 going at this at a snail's pace, in piecemeal fashion, and and, and it'd, be, it'd be nice if they could all sit down and, and hash this all out and for the greater good of the sport. Maybe one day, Tom. I think we'll be long gone, you and I, but maybe one yeah, day. <laughs> maybe not. With, with the way things have been changed in the last few years, who knows? Well, that's true. Tom Deanhart, goldenblack.com. you got to get the subscription because he just does such a great job of covering your Boilermaker football team. Nobody does it better. Tom, hey, you know I always appreciate your time. I love talking ball with you, my friend, and uh, you enjoy your week. I'll see you up there in the box on uh, Saturday night, all right? Take care, Jerry. Be good, buddy. Thanks, Tom. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Coach Pat Shanley, Jeff Broncos. He's our guest next. This is the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7 The Hammer. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jesselize. We're going over to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. We're going to bring in Coach Cut that. What in the heck happened to me there? you got to be kidding me. So I talked to Pat Shanley earlier today, as I'm apt to do, recorded it, but I did it in another studio. And it made, did you hear me? There is no way I'm over here having this interview up sounding like that. Here's the, I'll post it at the end of the week with the breakdown. But how in the world am I? There, there's no, there's no way. There's no way. I got to see if I can go back and get that fixed. <laughs> did, did you hear me on that? I, 
mean, seriously, listen, listen to that again. Listen to me. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. <laughs> Did I put on like 50 pounds? We're going over to the Blue Fox heating and cooling. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm afraid to listen to what Pat Shanley sounds like in this thing. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is, uh, that's bad. Look, I will remind you that you still have a chance to win tickets. I have to scrap that. I have to find a way to fix that and make that up to him. Uh, I still have tickets for you to win Purdue Volleyball. Uh, they take on UCF on Thursday night at 8 p.m. The entire season is sold out for Purdue Volleyball. So you can't get these tickets anywhere, right? But I do have a pair of them. If you do want to win them, text BOILERUP to 765 447 4080. That's the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline at 765-447-4080. And you're going to be good to go there, all right? That'll get you in the running there. Just give me a good old boiler up. 765-447-4080. And I got you taken care of. No problem. Seth Davis was reporting that the Maui Invitation on which Purdue will participate in this year is apparently still happening. They still have plans to have this. They're going to move this, though, to Honolulu and play this at the University of Hawaii. I know people had raised questions in the aftermath of the Maui wildfires or whether or not that was going to be able to be playable. Uh, A lot of folks were just kind of shaking their head trying to figure out how in the world they were going to play that game with it being as, you know, with the devastation, whether you should play that game. They, they are going to play it. They're going to move everything over to Hawaii and, and still get it done, which is not a surprise. Uh, it's a big marquee event uh, for the state. It's a big marquee event. For the island, it's a big marquee event for ESPN. I mean, it's the, it's pretty much the biggest college basketball uh, non-conference tournament, isn't it? So, you know, the, the morality of it being right or wrong, I, I don't know. Look, I, bringing in tourists into a area that you can do it, to bring in income to the area, I think, is kind of important <laughs> uh, in in uh, the aftermath of something like that. Like I said, I understand there's some people that are asking about the morality of that stuff. I I just think you have a chance to bring dollars into the area there that helps out local residents and and things like that. You can do it as a fundraising effort as well. I'm sure ESPN will dedicate some airtime to, uh, to you know, uh, donation efforts and what have you. So I'm sure they're going to be doing that. But I know a lot of people have been asking about that. But yeah, I, I think that's a I think that's an appropriate thing to do. Personally, I'm not like a that I should be offended by any of that stuff. But I get how people think that. Well, maybe we shouldn't do that because of this. and But I get it. Uh, also in the news today, um, there is reports now 
that Michigan State is in the process of taking all Mel Tucker references down from around the football complex. I didn't really go off on this yesterday. It's just, it, it's, I don't understand how it keeps on happening in some places. Like, it doesn't stop happening in some places. I mean, Tucker released a big statement through his lawyer that was like two and a half pages long. The lawyers will get together. They'll try to figure this all out. It doesn't sound like Tucker is saying that a lot of the stuff that happened didn't happen, but that it was uh, consensual with this. If you have not uh, heard about what has happened, he he brought in a woman named Brenda Tracy who uh, does some speaking uh, for a group on behalf of uh, uh, helping to prevent uh, sexual assaults on campus. And Tucker is accused of sexually harassing her. And so now they'll, you know, a complaint has been filed. The university is working through everything. Apparently this happened back in December. There was an investigation. Now there's an investigation for the investigation because this happens now. Uh, but the investigation said, hey, Michigan State, you need to get together and figure out if he violated any of the rules. Here's here's what we got. I I just I don't understand how it keeps on happening, especially places like Michigan State. And people, the people that oversee this stuff still have jobs. Uh, it's it's terrible. It just it's. I mean, it goes without saying, right? You know how Michigan State chooses to handle this going forward. I don't know. Lawyers usually get involved at this point. That drags it out. Deals are made. Agreements are made so that everybody moves on. Mark D'Antonio's come back to the facility. He'll help serve as an assistant coach. Michigan State will continue to play. But, geez, this has been a heck of a start to the football season for the Big Ten. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Maybe I'll figure out what happened to this Pat Shanley interview. Uh, (laughs) They sound like... (laughs) I've been taken down two octaves. I don't know how. But, uh, hey, we'll come back. Things we may have missed and more. We'll wrap it up next. And don't forget, text the Blue Voxine Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, 765-447-4080. And it's your chance to win those volleyball tickets to the game Thursday night against UCF. Uh, Text for your chance to win. We'll draw the winner at the end of the show. That's coming up on the Hammerdown Show, 1017. The Hammer, 1017. Back on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Your very last chance to win tickets for Purdue UCF Volleyball Thursday night. We got you covered here. It is sold out. Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080, and uh, I will get you uh, registered. I'm going to draw out a winner at the end of the show right when we go off the air here and uh, give them a call. So if you want to go see volleyball, it's sold out Thursday night against UCF, uh, and all you got to do is just, Hit me up with a text. Boiler up, 765-447-4080. Big thank you for the uh, listener who just called in, former Boiler, to tell me uh, how to fix my audio with uh, Pat Shanley. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. People helping people. It's nice. 
It probably came down to somebody messed with settings, didn't tell me, and that's what happened. So it's on me. I didn't I didn't check. All right, let's uh, get some of the things we may have missed. Congratulations to former Boilermaker Stephanie White. She just became the Associated Press Coach of the Year in the WNBA. She's got the uh, Connecticut Sun into the WNBA playoffs. Finished third in the league, 27-13. and 13. They host Minnesota tomorrow night in Game 1. That on ESPN2. Let's go! Congratulations, Coach. You'll love to see former Boilermakers succeeding like that. Uh, on the other side of that coin, there are just people that want to see you fail out there. The haters are out there. And a lot of them went to a place called Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee last night. You heard about this place. I told you about this about a month ago. That there was a sports bar in Milwaukee that had a promotion. That when Aaron Rodgers got traded, that they would cover a bar tab of anybody who opened one 15 minutes before a Jets game started and the Jets lost. Well, four plays in. They were all very happy. Zach Wilson came trotting out. It's the Buffalo Bills they're playing here. Stevon Diggs scores a touchdown. Let's start shots. Let's go. We're drinking for free tonight, boys and girls, right? Except they didn't. It all went downhill. The Jets housed the punt return in OT. And then all of a sudden... You've been partying, and the bill comes due. You deserve it. Look, I I love the pettiness. Don't get me wrong. And credit to the bar for coming up with this, because that's a next-level promotion. It's a tremendous idea. But you went and engaged in it, and you got super drunk because you thought it was going to be for free based on somebody else's misery. To be honest with you, you kind of deserve it. I, I bought in this a long time ago. Sports karma. I, I When people get hurt like that, I never celebrate that. I saw people do that when Tom Brady got injured, and then he comes back and what happens? Then he goes out and wins Super Bowls. Oh, Brady got suspended. Eh, it's not going to end up good for us. I try not to wallow in that. But you know what else as well? I try to remember that there's still a human being out there who gets to play a game. And despite the sums of money, the weirdness, the darkness retreats, all that stuff, still a human being. And I don't know why you're celebrating a human being suffering a horrific injury that just makes my skin crawl watching the slow-mo of his Achilles snapping mid-game. But not only celebrating that, you're trying to, you're trying to profit off it too, right? Because you're, you're, you think you're getting away with drinking all that top-shelf liquor for free. Mm. No. And I think it's funny, too. It went to overtime on top of that. So you drank even more, probably, didn't you? Yeah, you did. So while I appreciate the promotion, and I love pettiness, don't get me wrong, the fact that you went out there and got toasted off of uh, another human being... Getting hurt? You kind of deserve to have to pay the tab now. You just do. Sorry about it. 
That's going to about do it for us here on the Hammer Down Show. I, I will work to get the Pat Chanley interview fixed, and maybe we'll just go ahead and get it posted online at places so you can go back and take a listen to it. It's um, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny in its current form, but we'll get it figured out. Coming up tomorrow, um, oh boy, here, let's see. Well, we're going to be out at CC on Friday, so I would think we'll maybe get both coaches from the – Perhaps we'll have both coaches, or at least one of the coaches from the sword game last week either. Probably Terry Peebles. We'll have Terry Peebles on. We'll try to give away more tickets for uh, volleyball, that USC game on Friday. We'll give away some more tickets. I still have Syracuse football tickets to give away this week as well on Saturday night, ross Aid Stadium. So make sure you're tuning in. We'll give you more chances for you to text in and win. Uh, we've got everybody that's wanted to text to win these UCF tickets for Thursday night's volleyball game. If you haven't, hurry up. Boiler up the 765-447-4080. Very last chance because uh, we're going to wrap it up here, and then I'm going to hit the uh, the text line here and find a winner. Hopefully it's you. So come back tomorrow. We'll have more coaches. We'll have more tickets for you to win. And, of course, we'll have another hour of local sports talk. Back here on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com.